No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon warns his son against the immoral woman who is seductive, but who leads to death. Instead, he should always rejoice in the wife of his youth. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 5 on Simply the Bible. Solomon came into the world because of an immoral relationship between David and Bathsheba. Now, he knew firsthand of the consequences David suffered from his sin. Tragically, Solomon would have his own trouble with women. Because he loved foreign women, his heart would turn away from the Lord and he would begin to worship the gods of his wives. Although he told his son to beware of immorality, he would fall into the same trap himself. Nevertheless, Solomon's wisdom in the Proverbs is good and we are smart to pay attention to it, especially in this sexualized culture in which we live. Proverbs chapter 5. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding that you may preserve discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lay hold of hell, lest you ponder her path of life. Her ways are unstable. You do not know them. So Solomon says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. So often young people think that older people just aren't with it and that they don't understand them. They don't get modern society. The truth is that young people are distracted with more exciting things than gaining wisdom. So Solomon said, listen to my words so that you may preserve discretion. The Hebrew word translated discretion means the ability to make proper decisions. Now that's something we all need, but sin, the world, and the devil can rob it from us. Therefore, it is necessary that we make every effort to preserve discretion. Now, he says the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. This speaks of flattery. Oh, you're so strong and handsome and smart. Guys are suckers for flattery from a woman. Her voice is smooth and sensual. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood. Her words seem so sweet and satisfying at first, but later they are sharp and lethal as a two-edged sword. They will cut you to pieces. Her feet go down to death and hell. Hell, here is the grave or the realm of the dead. It was called Sheol in Hebrew. If this doesn't happen physically, then it most certainly happens spiritually. For death is separation, and immorality will separate you from God and from those whom you love. You do not know her ways, Solomon says. I remember going to school, and you didn't want to be thought of as knowing nothing about sex. You didn't want to be naive or a prude. But there are certain things as a child of God that we have no business knowing. 
Ephesians 5.12 says, For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. So Solomon tells his son, Her ways are unstable. You do not know them. In other words, even though you might be curious about her and her ways, you have no business knowing either. You are far better off to remain ignorant, for once you become aware of her ways, they will tempt and hook you. Therefore hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Remove your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the cruel one, lest aliens be filled with your wealth and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed and say, how I have hated instruction and my heart despised correction. I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. So Solomon says, hear me now, my children. He makes a continual plea that they will listen to his wisdom. He has no desire to see his loved ones fall into the pit of regret. Remove your way far from her. If we are going to get serious about departing from sin, then we must stay completely away from it. We cannot overestimate our ability to handle it. We cannot play around with it and think that we will get away with it or that we won't be hurt by it. Now, when I pass by a high-voltage substation with a cyclone fence and warning signs, I have no desire to hop the fence and start touching power transformers. Likewise, we must keep our distance from temptation. Perhaps the immoral woman is no temptation for you, but what about spending money on things you can't afford and don't need? Look, the point is remove your way far from the object of your carnal desire. If that means getting rid of your computer or smartphone and cutting off your internet, then so be it. If you pray, lead me not into temptation, but then you refuse to stay away from it, then you are being a hypocrite. Lest you give your honor to others, he says. Now, the immoral woman promises a thrilling and pleasurable experience, but she will destroy you and your reputation. Sin seems alluring at first, but then it becomes a cruel taskmaster and you become its slave. Sexual sin promises freedom and pleasure, but delivers bondage, pain, and regret. Lest aliens be filled with your wealth. Everything you earn will then go to strangers. Now think about the people who divorce and remarry and who are paying alimony and child support. Some have several ex-wives and are supporting multiple households. Rather than their wealth being built up as an inheritance to give to their children and grandchildren, it is scattered to the wind. You will mourn at last when your entire life is consumed. Then you will cry out how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? 
I have come to the brink of utter ruin and now I must face public disgrace. But the problem is, then it is too late to undo what has been done. True, God in his grace will forgive your sins if you repent, but God in his government sees to it that you reap what you've sown. God mercifully forgave David for the sin of adultery, but both he and his family suffered grave consequences. Drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Should your fountains be dispersed abroad, streams of water in the streets, let them be only your own and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth as a loving deer and a graceful doe. Let her breasts satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. Now Solomon compares sexual relations in marriage to clean, pure water in a cistern. How refreshing it is at the end of a long, hard day. God has made sex beautiful, pleasurable, and satisfying within the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. But remove it from this context and it becomes a sewer of polluted water. Since God created sex, he has the right to tell us how it should be practiced. But what a blessed fountain of joy sexual relations are in the confines of a loving marriage. So Solomon says, rejoice in the wife of your youth. He gets very descriptive here, but just wait till we get to the song of Solomon. Now, my wife Cindy and I have been married for almost 37 years. Whenever I think of this phrase, rejoice in the wife of your youth, I remember the way Cindy looked as she was dressed in white, walking through the Rose Garden where we were married in Sacramento. She has given me 37 years of joyful marriage and she's given me a son and daughter who are our delight. So Solomon says, as a loving deer and graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. This speaks of literally being intoxicated with the love of your wife. When you are this much in love with each other, then there is no need to look outside your marriage for satisfaction. The vows you've made act like the banks of a river, keeping the water deep, fresh, flowing and powerful. But if you break down the riverbanks, then that pure water becomes a shallow, stagnant, disease-infested swamp. That is the power of sex, either for good or for evil. For why should you, my son, be enraptured by an immoral woman and be embraced in the arms of a seductress? the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord. He ponders all his paths. His own iniquities entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. He shall die for lack of instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. So Solomon asks, My son, why be enraptured by an immoral woman? What good will it do you? It will only lead to harm. And it isn't God's way. He can't bless it. God can never bless an immoral relationship. Why be embraced by a seductress? You don't need her arms to embrace you. 
Instead, embrace the wife of your youth. May you find comfort in her arms alone. Because here's the clincher. All the ways of man are before the eyes of God. All the ways of man. God sees it all. You think it's done in secret when nobody else is looking, but God sees everything and he knows what you are thinking. And the Bible says that fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So many people think they can get away with it, but then their sin binds itself around them and there is no escape. The wicked man is caught in the cords of his sin. So the conclusion Save yourself the trouble, the pain, and the loss, and keep far from the door of the immoral woman. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you give to us. We thank you for the amazing gift of marriage and sexual relations that you have made pleasurable and exciting, mainly for the purpose of bringing forth children, but also for the purpose of making us one. Father, we pray that in this crazy culture that is so messed up, so perverted in so many ways, that we would do it your way and that we would find the blessing and the joy of marriage as you intend for it to be and that we would not be entrapped by sexual sin. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we will see where Solomon warns against becoming surety for a friend or being a lazy sluggard. He characterizes the wicked man and lists seven things God hates. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.